Welcome to the Reliance Community Podcast. Worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock or 10.45 a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Man, it's a good day. Hey, uh, we've been in a new uh, a series, kind of a vision series, and it's really not a series. We're just kind of sharing with you who we are, what we're about, and, and where we feel God is leading Reliance Community Church as a family. And so um, if you were here last week, it was. It was really cool. Aaron talked about vision um, at service, but we also taught, had a vision meeting. And I just encourage you guys to be a part of those meetings and to, um, yeah, we'll fill you in on some emails that are coming forward. But I just want to recap just real quick kind of those, those first couple weeks. The first week we talked about purpose. Everybody say purpose. purpose. Okay. We were made for purpose. We have a purpose. Come on. Amen. You were not an accident. God made you. He, he said that he formed you in your mother's womb. He knew you before that. You were made um, perfect. I just think that's amazing. And the best part is, is you were made for him. Everybody say for him. And so um, you were made for him. And uh, so Aaron talked about that first week, really the fullness of what that means. We want to behold Jesus every day. And because of that, we want to become more and more like him and imitate Christ. Come on. Amen. Amen. That's our purpose. We want to behold him and we were made for relationship with him. We'll talk a little bit more about that today. Probably overdo it a little bit, but I'm okay with that because I have the mic, <laughs> you know. Hey, if you didn't know, maybe I should tell you, Aaron and Ryan are back from, are coming back from New Mexico today. They went, uh, and a lovely, I'm sure it was really calm, relaxing trip, taking 10 of their, the, the kids out to New Mexico, and they all went skiing. And if you've seen any of the videos, it looks like it was relaxing. Not at all, but pray for them because they're on their way home today. I'm, we're praying for patience just on the way home. You know, I'm just saying. I'm sure it was an awesome week. It looked amazing. But they're, they're coming back today, so just keep them, send them an encouragement. Like, we missed you today. He always tells me, hey, make sure they know I miss them. I'm like, dude, they know, okay? <laughs> Trust me, they know. And so um, he's missed you. I'm sure you're missing him. And so you got to deal with me today. So we're going to do that. So, um, yeah, and then last week, Aaron talked about vision. I don't know about you guys, but you actually don't know this, but you got a completely different message than first service. It was amazing because I got, Aaron got done. I was like, dude, that was two amazing, completely different messages. He's like, I know. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. And he was fired up last week. It was fun. But a leader took out of it. First of all, are you thankful we have... Uh, a, a leader, a, pa- a pastor who's truly about kingdom vision. Come on. I mean that. Like, I say this all the time, but I never want to take for granted the person I get to serve under. But first and foremost, the authority of Jesus Christ. Like, that's who we serve. But I, 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 we have a leader who truly serves from that place. And so I'm just thankful for that. I hope you guys keep Aaron in prayer all the time. He needs it. But outside of that, like... I mean, how amazing. I'm thankful that he, we get to call him our pastor, but I'm thankful for myself just getting to serve under him. And so I never want, we, I give him a hard time a lot, but man, I love that guy. Um, and so pray for him. But the, last week he shared this. The vision of our church family is this, to experience the reality of the gospel every, in our everyday lives. That's really kind of the encompassing theme of last week, to experience, experience the reality of the gospel in our everyday lives as the body of Christ. And if that's it, God, let us do that. The reality of the gospel lived out through each and every one of us. And so Aaron shared about um, to see people live and walk in the kingdom identities, and we do that five different ways. If you missed it, I'm going to share those real quick. Experience salvation every day, that I am redeemed, that I am saved, and I am restored. And if I walk that every day, man, that's a powerful identity. Number two is to have an intimate relationship with our Heavenly Father. Come on, somebody say amen. That's what it's all about right there. Number three, experience healing, hope, and freedom relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. Man, to experience the power of the Holy Spirit and walk in that power every day. And lastly, to be a community of family that we can build and to rely on. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. I told you it's going to be a day, I, I, we just, we're going to interact. Is that cool? Cool. Okay, we have a mission statement right out here in our lobby. I'm sure you've seen it. It's not just in our lobby. It's our mission statement. But uh, Alan made us this awesome sign, and you see it every time you get coffee. But it says this. 
creating and equipping disciples in Christ through reliance on him, his word, and one another. That is our mission statement here at Reliance, is to create and equip disciples in Christ through reliance on him, his word, and one another. And we get this, we get this mission statement from the text in Ephesians 4. Um, Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 says this. Now these are the gifts Christ gives the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to full and complete standard of Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. And I'm so, so thankful for that word. I'm thankful that is our mission statement, and that is who we are. Church, let me just say this real quick. Wichita, Kansas doesn't just need another church. Amen? Like, I mean that. When we became reliance, we became reliance because we have a hardcore conviction to be obedient to our kingdom assignment. As a church body, as a church family, as your leadership, we have a strong conviction to walk in obedience. And we felt like God said, hey, we're going to strip things down. We're going to come to the fundamentals. It's going to be my word. It's going to be my truth. And it's going to be lived out by your body. The Jesus, uh, Christ lived out through each and every one of us. That's why we exist. Come on. Amen. And so that is our mission statement. That is who we are. But I want to kind of break things down a little bit. Matthew 28, Jesus, or excuse me. Yeah, in Matthew 28, Jesus gives us the Great Commission. We all know it. We've heard it probably a thousand times, but I want to remind you of it today. Matthew 28, 16 through 20 says this. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's the great commission. That's what God commissioned his disciples with, is to go and make disciples, okay? But today I wanna be super clear on a couple things. There's a big difference between our purpose and our mission. You guys, does that make sense? There's a huge difference between our purpose and our mission. We were not made for mission. God doesn't need us. He wants you. <laughs> And this is what I mean by that. In Matthew 22, 36, Jesus gives us the greatest commandment. In verse 36, Jesus, uh, the disciples asked Jesus, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replies, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your... With all of your... I just want to see if you're paying attention, okay? Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law. The Great Commission, again, says this. All, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me. Jesus is, is commissioning his disciples, and he says, therefore, go make disciples, right? And so there's a great commandment, and there's a great commission. And a great commandment is this. That is our purpose. Do you get it? That's the difference between purpose and mission. Our purpose is to love God with every ounce of our being, with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind. We were made to love him and to be loved by him. Come on. Like that is why we exist. That is why I'm here and nothing else will satisfy. And so, man, I, yeah, I'm amped up today. I get to share the gospel. Come on. We were made to love and to be loved by our creator. You were not here to play sports. You were not here to make a lot of money. You were not here, no other reason, to love your creator Amen. and to worship him and worship him only. And your mission because of that is to go and tell people about the love of your life. I could literally hang up the microphone and just walk off and just be like, yeah. Like, that is so good. And Jesus is showing us this. The greatest commandment, God, what should we keep above all else? Love me with every ounce of your being. That's why you were made. And guys, I, I'm going to say this a thousand times today, but I want you to fully let it sink in. Because unless we let it sink in, we are completely off mission. We are completely off our purpose. We're building other kingdoms. We're building other things. We were made for so much more. 
we have to understand that our purpose is that we love God, to be loved by God, and that when we love God, when we press into him, there's a promise of an overflow. Does that make sense? There's a promise of an overflow. Look at this in Romans 15, 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then, everybody say then. It says, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So how do we, how do we get it? To press into the source of hope, he will fill you completely and you will overflow. Come on. We do not, we, guess what? We will be horrible at the commission that God has called us to if we're trying to do it by human effort. But if we overflow from being in his presence, it's gonna naturally be contagious to the world. That is so huge in how we have to determine or distinguish the difference between purpose and mission. And church, I believe God is even stirring right now in this moment that truth in your lives. I mean that. If you've noticed, God is transforming our church body. And it isn't by a movement of what leadership and things are doing. It's submission to the authority of Christ and his word in our life that we begin to walk in the fullness that we were made. Amen. That's the vision of, a, of, a, of not just reliance, of his church, his body. That's the, that's the whole purpose. You tell I'm excited and so I'm trying to slow down, but... It's not going to happen. Let me just tell you this real quick. To, to not, to not, Lance and Hall are going to laugh at this really uh, greatly. So last night, um, Titus, we're going to bed, and we went to Monster Jam yesterday, and he was amped up. He was like, blah. And uh, imagine that. Titus might have a little bit of me in him, and he's just crazy. And so he never wants to go to bed. He, he does anything he can to stay out of bedtime. And so if he can stay up to midnight night, he will, he'll just pass out wherever he can. But last night we were tired. We're like, we're going to bed, buddy. And he's like, I want to, I want to go hang out with you guys. And I'm like, no, you're going to bed. And so we put him in bed and he comes out and we put him in bed and he comes out. And so anyway, I come upstairs after turning on all the lights and Titus is leaning against the wall. <laughs> and, and Darcy's like, why don't you tell your, your dad what you just said? I'm like, oh no. Like, what does that mean? What did you just say, right? And so Titus is like, Daddy. I'm like, what, bud? He's like, I want to be married so bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was not what I was expecting. I'm just going to be honest. I want to be married so bad. And I'm like, my first word, to who? <laughs> I thought he was, was going to say grace, and he didn't. He said, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, but why do you want to be married? This is, I'm not joking. This is what he said. Because I want to sleep with somebody. <laughs> so Darcy told Titus the reason mommy and daddy get to sleep in the same bed is because we're married. Titus now wants to be married. I tell you this story because this, we were made for relationship. We were made in the fullness and the likeness of God and our spirit and our soul will long and cry out for relationship if it is not satisfied with our creator. Amen. We will whine and be, I just wanna be married because we were the bridegroom of the, the groom that is to come. And we're called to ready ourselves. Does this make sense? And this has to be the forefront of everything we are. Our purpose is to love him and to be loved by him. And so last night, I find it a coincidence that Sam McVeigh stole my message. No, I'm just kidding. Um, if you know Sam, he's the most amazing dude in the world. But I get to Saturday Night Equip, and this is what he's preaching on. Hey, last week we preached on mission, but I want to be really clear on stuff. There's a lot of distraction in this world, and we're forgetting what our real purpose is. We were, we were created for one thing. That was the, the title of Sam's message last night, One Thing. And he shares the story of David. And he shares about how messed up David is. He's an adulterer. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. He's a murderer. But God knows him by one thing, a man after my own heart. How in the world is somebody so broken and messed up known as a man after God's own heart? Because all he did was pursue God in his messed up, broken, emotional way. And he wanted God above all else. Listen to this. In, in 
Acts chapter 13, verse 22, it says, But God removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. David, one thing I ask of the Psalms, maybe even more than that. Psalms 27, 4 says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this one thing I will seek, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon his beauty and to seek him in his temple. Church, I got to beg and plea with you to know this truth. Seek God above all else. Gaze upon his beauty, and I promise you, he will transform your life. Your broken marriage will cease to exist if you submit to the authority of Jesus Christ. Truly, if you want to know the whole theme of the whole marriage conference on, that's it. (laughs) I just gave up the secret. (laughs) We are not called to live prideful lives. We're called to submit to the authority of Christ, to know him, and he will literally download his heart with his creation. And when we imitate that heart and we pick it up and we steward what he's missioned us with, what what he's downloaded on us, it's called the commission. And guess what? The commission is fulfilled in the greatest commandment. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, you will have a commission on your life. You will have the mission of kingdom on your life. Somebody say amen. Amen. Oh, man. I'm fired up. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. (laughs) Ephesians 4.11, where we get this partners exactly with this. Guys, it's so important that our purpose, our vision, and our mission all line up, right? They can't be separate things. We do not desire to build this, this wall, these walls. If they crumble tomorrow, we will still be the body of Christ. I mean that. I mean, I'm not just saying it. I know we have space needs, and I know that will happen. God is our provision. We will trust, and we will know that that is it. We need to be obedient to where we've been called to. And he says this, teach them to obey my commands. And so we are called to equip the saints for kingdom work, and that's who we are. That's who reliance is going to walk in. Our purpose is to love him and to behold him, to gaze upon his beauty, and that one thing we will seek with every ounce of our being. Guys, I get asked a couple times, (laughs) I do, I get this, hey, Matt, why do we sing songs that repeat themselves all the time? (laughs) I get asked that. Because guess what? That's what we're going to do in eternity. We're going to gaze upon his beauty, and the second we lock eyes with him, we're going to tell him how worthy he is, how holy he is, and I want nothing else. And you're going to fall down and do it again. You're going to fall down and do it again. You're going to fall down and do it again. Because that's how amazing he is. Let's begin to practice and walk in it now. Because I want nothing else. Nothing else will satisfy. Nothing else will do. And so I want to make the, uh, the distinguish that our purpose is our mission, and our mission is our purpose because they fulfill each other. And so, I've already skipped some stuff. Aaron says he doesn't like silence because it's awkward. About I say awkward is awesome. <laughs> Jesus said it's best or it's better that I go. You hear this? Jesus said, it's better or best that I go so that the what? My Holy, the Spirit of God, my Spirit will come. The Holy Spirit will come. Oh, man, in John 16, 12 through 15, listen to this. It says, there is so much more I want to tell you, but you cannot bear it right now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory in telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine, and this is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Guys, I want to I be very clear. When we spend time with God, our spirit, our depths of our spirit cries out to the depths of here, and God promises he will download kingdom mindset. I love, Sam said last night, and I just thought, holy cow, what a beautiful revelation. Let's stop saying normal is earthly. And start declaring that normal is kingdom because that is eternity and that's what we're going to know for the rest of our lives. So guess what? Perfect healing is eternity. It is truth. That is normal. 
It's not radical and it's not supernatural. It's normal. That's crazy to me. Think about it. Joy is normal. Walking around depressed is not. Because we have the hope of Jesus Christ for our taking. We have to walk in these normalities of kingdom. And start proclaiming them, declaring them, and walking in them through the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, amen? It is better that I go so that you could come into the full, complete understanding of my Father's heart. That's what Jesus did. He just carried out the will of the Father. And he said, now go imitate me. And I'm going to give you my Holy Spirit so you can do it. Come on, we should be like, ah! You can laugh at me, I don't care. purpose is that we love God, to behold him, to pursue him with everything that we are, to become imitators of him. And that's why our vision and what Aaron shared last week, salvation every day that we walk is redeemed. Come on. We are not broken. We are not defeated. It's time that we start to pick up the spirit of joy in our lives and tell the world. I mean that. If you have some oppression and some discouragement in your life, speak the word of God over it and declare your kingdom identity. I mean this. Christians need to stop walking around defeated. I turned off, I had to turn off um, K-Love last week because I was like, I feel depressed listening to this. I'm serious. Like everything was about having some sort of issue. I've been redeemed and delivered from that. I'm not saying you can't walk in here broken and those things, but what I'm saying is know who you are. Know your authority over those things. Begin to walk and declare them. Because that's, God wants us to to walk in that. I really mean that. I know there's hurting in this room. I know there's broken in this room. But don't think that that intercession and prayer and and God's Holy Spirit can deliver you from that. That's why we have a prayer team up here every week. Not so that we can just have a prayer team, but because we believe in the healing power of Jesus Christ. Walk in it. Receive it. To experience intimacy and relationship with God experience healing, hope, and freedom. To experience the power of the Holy Spirit and walk in it daily. To experience this as a family, the body of Christ, to truly lean on each other and stop hiding things from each other. Man, guys, I am so burdened for, for marriages in this church. I mean that. And the truth is, is God has given us everything we need to live a godly life, a godly husband, a godly wife, and yet we're still being deceived by Satan saying, man, that person sitting over there, I just have too much in conflict with. That's, that's, that's deception and lies from the pit of hell. I hope you, 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 I hope you come to the, the marriage conference this week, not because um, you, you feel like there's no hope. I hope that you come to the, the marriage conference today because you know there's hope. <laughs> Philippians 2.13 says this, for it is God who works in you and <clears throat> to the excuse me let me just start over for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose it's God who works in us to will to act according to fulfill his good purpose God desires and so I want to shift but to partner with us for his kingdom to be advanced here and now and so I want to shift a little bit um, still have a little bit of time So I'm going to take it. There is no greater time to be alive than right now. I hope you guys understand that. I mean this like I know it seems like things might be awry. I know it seems like 20 years ago things just seemed so much better. But the truth is, is there is no better time to be alive than right now because God has ordained you for this time. He has stamped you. He's put you here with the commission of just loving him and loving people. And, and what I mean by this is in Acts chapter 17, Krista Hall challenged us on Wednesday. If you guys aren't coming and being sure, I encourage you, come on a Wednesday. Come on, uh, just be a part of, of something more than Sunday. I just encourage you to be part of that because there's so much encouragement in it. Amen? And so there's so many awesome life groups and shameless plug or shameful plug, it don't matter. Um, but listen to this, Acts 17, 24 to 28 is what Krista shares, and this is what it says. He is the God who made the whole world and everything in it. Since he is Lord of heaven and earth, he doesn't live in man-made temples, and human hands can't serve him. 
He has no needs. He himself gives life and breath to everything, and he satisfies every need. From one man, he created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand when they should rise and when they fall. He determined their boundaries. Listen to this. His purpose for, for nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Through, uh, though he is not far from us at all, for in him we live, we move, and we exist. There's so much in this, I don't have time for the whole breakdown, but listen to this. What this scripture is saying, first and foremost, is this. We were made for him. Amen. And his desire is for every nation to come to that truth. And there's times of shifting. I believe that the, the I know that the appointed rulers and authority over this nation is to carry out his kingdom. And so we have to be intentional about praying his kingdom every single day and to be in touch with him. But the only way we know that is if we know him. And because of that, we live, we move, and we exist. And so I want to share just a quick testimony, and then we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, and so I, my life is completely transformed because of many people in my life who boldly walked in their purpose and their mission. And um, those would be my family. But I want to tell you a story about a, a specific person. You guys have heard my story many times, I'm sure. But I, I quickly tell you, I was a super broken teenager who was living all about myself. And I truly didn't understand what I proclaimed today. I didn't. I, I, I went to church a lot, but I didn't even comprehend this. I was living a super earthly life, a fleshly life. And, um, and let me tell you something. My spirit was hungry. <laughs> And I was so broken and so beat down, and I was living a life of Matt Lowry, and that's 100% it. But anyway, a, a girl named Bridget Miller, I walked into a humanities AP honors class. Don't even know why I was there. I didn't even know what it meant, so um, that tells you enough. But I, I'm there, and, and I'm striving every single day to make it work, and, and I see this girl, Bridget, and she's off in a distance, and there's nobody of my friends in this class. And... Um, so I was just kind of quiet and lonely in this class, and I wore a shirt all the time that said freak. And one day she comes up to me and she says, oh, I love DC Talk Jesus Freak. Are you a Christian? And I remember literally telling her, shh, be quiet. And I shushed her of asking me if I was a Christian because I wore a shirt because I thought it was cool, and it said freak on it. And at the time, that was like, you know, skating was cool. and <laughs> Jinkos, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, all the 90s people just <laughs> showed their and, and so, you know, baggy clothes, freak, and, and all this stuff, and she calls me out, and I remember she came and find me, found me at church on Sunday. She said, hey, um, what church do you go to? I, go to? I said, I go to Vineyard, and she was like, what? I go to Vineyard. And she came and found me that Sunday and literally dragged me away from my mom and made me go to, to um, youth group with her. I was not happy, ticked. It was awkward and weird. I was super quiet at, at that moment in my life. You, nobody believes that. And, <laughs> and truly, it was just interesting. But her and her brother and a group of kids loved me Christly. They pointed me to what it looked like as a young student to actually live for Jesus. At 15 years old, they showed me that a student can absolutely surrender their life and live for Jesus. I'm serious. And it took about three months, but I started to see things of flesh being chiseled away. God started working, and I remember that I, I, was, I told you the story, I think, last time. I was in a, 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 a side-aisle seat. None of my friends came because it was before uh, cell phones and text messaging. I was the only one. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit met me that day, radically changed my life. Let me tell you, that moment, God stamped me as a son. Well, let's put it this way. In that moment, I received my stamp, my approval as a son. And because of this, think about this just for a minute. Because of this, my life changed. Literally the next day, I got up and I took my white t-shirts and said, it literally wrote on them. I changed my freak shirt and I literally put, Jesus loves you, nothing else matters. Ask me, I'll tell you about it. I wrote it with a Sharpie and I wore them every day. And my friends were like, what's wrong with you, bro? Step back a little bit. We were going home, but what happened overnight? I'm going, guess what? Holy Spirit empowered me and encouraged me, and now he is equipping me, and I'm going to go and tell the nations. Amen. 
And I went into my schools and I started a baccalaureate. I started worship on, on school campuses and I got stirred up and nothing could keep it down. And I had a job at 15 years old at Kinko's. And I remember walking in this place and one of my bosses lived an extremely worldly life. He had HIV. He was diagnosed, said, had six months to live. He was sharing needles, drug-induced life, living a lifestyle that was not um, what is biblical and what God called. And every day he persecuted me and challenged me because I wore this bracelet that said WWJD. He called me out and all these things. And one day I come in, he's so upset at me because he's trying to stir me. He's calling me names. He's doing this thing. He goes, Matt, it drives me crazy. Every time you come in here and I, and I poke at you, you are always calm and at peace and you always have a smile on your face. What in the world? And guess what? He opened the door for the gospel that day. I shared it with them. I shared them my hope in Jesus Christ, what God did for me, the life I was living before him at 15 years old. I don't know if he came to Christ, but let me tell you what he said that day. Matt, never stop being the joyful man that you are because I can tell you have something about you that is real. Amen. Guess what? Thank you for people in my life who invested in me and walked in their kingdom assignment. First and foremost, walked in their purpose because you can't come to that purpose without loving God and knowing his heart. But then they, they walked in their commission and so I began to walk in mine. When Genesis, I moved here and I worked for Genesis Health Club, I, I sat next to a, a, guy, a kid in law school. He was extreme atheist. He led atheist debate groups in his high school and when he found out I was a Christian because all my Christian friends were always coming over into Genesis and playing racquetball and stuff, he decided to grill me one day and said, I will prove to you God doesn't exist. You wanna have this conversation? He goes, trust me, you will not out debate me. I said, I'm a, I'm open to conversation. I'm not going to debate you. I said, but I'm open to conversation. Let me tell you something. I'm not kidding. I'm not saying this. God gave me divine inspiration, and he downloaded his anybody be every single answer. This kid became so frustrated. He's like, I've never had anybody be able to answer these questions. And every answer he, or question he had, I answered it with his truth, God's word. And literally, he wrote down 50 questions about what he, he would ask God. And I remember just taking them, and he asked me to answer them. I wrote scripture, gave it back to him. You want to know what his response was? Matt, I've never had anybody, anybody be able to refute my questions and my logic. He said, all I can tell you is good job. It called, I will say this, it called me into ministry. I have the same conviction. I have a desire for every single person to come to the full knowledge and understanding of who their creator and their hope is, Jesus Christ. And church, I hope that you are convicted with the same thing. It is time that we stop putting our 401k as our main thing. It's time that we stop putting the things of earth as, as they're normal. Those are temporary. They're going to go away. We have an eternal uh, commission on our life because of who we are. And so I told you it's going to be a little bit different. I want to talk to you about a couple things real quick. You might have heard of this before, but there's something called the seven spheres of influence. I'm thankful because over the last few weeks or months, Jacob's been taking over youth. I shared this, and I've just been questioning what my role is um, even here at Reliance. And I have a heart to speak kingdom identity into others. Amen? That's literally something God's put on my heart from that moment. And uh, I, I want to do that with you and through you and to equip saints for kingdom work so that we could truly measure up to the full, complete standard of Jesus Christ. Come on, amen? And so there's the seven spheres of influence. I want to read these to you. It's family, religion, um, education, government, media, arts, entertainment, sports fit under there, and business. I just want to just think about this just for a minute. Family is something that we should truly be discipling. Those around. They see the good, the bad, and the ugly of our life. We should be exemplifying Jesus first and foremost there. Come on, amen? Think about it. Religion, that's church. That's where we're here. Man, we, we, we better be uh, seeing God move and, and having those influences there. But listen to these other five just real quick. Education. I don't know about you, but I've been to some of the, the districts in this city. They are so against uh, the message of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you. It's prayer groups and the things that were normally are, are just not normal there. They're discouraged. Teachers are, are 
even principles and leadership are coming against those. I'm telling you, it is time. The, the biggest thing the church did that we have to begin to proclaim and declare is you can't take God out of schools. You can't take God out of anywhere because he was a creator and this is his dominion, okay? He rules over everything. He rules over it all. And so we got to begin to declare these things, education, government. Guys, do I need to even say anything more? We have to begin to allow God to move in government. And, and we have to be the ones that are putting people in strategic places and sharing the good news and the gospel throughout those things. Uh, I, I could share many testimonies, but we weren't going to have enough time. Media, okay? Media is TV. It's it's all of the things, right? I, I create media content all the time. And let me tell you something. It is, the whole purpose is to influence. That's it. The whole purpose of media is to influence, whether that's to make you laugh or to make you believe something, to make you buy something, it's to influence. We have to begin to, be, to use these resources as influences for the kingdom of God. Arts, entertainment, and sports. Uh, you know, you, we, athletes, God has given us talent so that we can proclaim his glory, not ours. Come on. Amen. That's all, that's all I need to say. But there's also really cool things. I'll say this about media as well. I heard last night, do you know there's something called, a, there's, there's people that are going in and they're becoming cyber missionaries, that they're going into video games and online and sharing the gospel with those that are on uh, video games all day long and beginning to speak the hope of Jesus in them. I'm going, holy moly, we need to pray for that. Amen. That was so cool. I, I learned about that last night going, that is awesome. I'm going to video game evangelize. Come on. <laughs> That's not an excuse to get on video games, okay? Don't, don't tell your parents that you're just, unless you're doing it. I mean, I'm about business, okay? Most of us spend more time in our business place than we do at home. It is time that we start being bold because, again, we, stop, we have to know we are internal beings. Come on, amen? And so we're going to do something that's a little bit different in this place. I want us to stand up as representation of each one of these spheres of influence. We're going to pray over those. And so we're just going to pray that God is going to begin to use these spheres of influence, us in these, and, and, and again, partner to steward his kingdom into these spheres. Come on, amen? And so there's people in this room, I trust me, that represent each and every one of these. It's time that we begin to understand, just like Bridget Miller, that if we just literally overflow where we've been, sitting at his feet, being in his presence, loving him and knowing him. If we just overflow that into the spheres of influence, you can't tell me that people aren't going to come to their, the full understanding of Jesus. Come on, amen? amen. It's so good. And so this is what I want to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the mic to some people, and they're gonna, they don't know who they are. So <laughs> good luck. Um, if I come your way, just make eye contact. Don't look down, okay? Um, <laughs> but we're going to do this. If you represent a family in here, which you should, okay? Stand up, okay? Stand up. If you're a family person, you just represent a family. You're part of a family. You believe in family. You're part of this church family, okay? I'm gonna ask you, yeah, and we're just gonna pray for that we would begin to, we begin to imitate Jesus in our families and disciple well in that, okay? And so um, I'm gonna start us off, uh, and because Jacob's close, he's gonna start us with family. Father, I thank you that the kingdom of heaven is a family. Uh, Jesus, would you show us what it means to uh, be courteous to each other and to love each other, God? Th just the way that you, our perfect Father, uh, see us and the way that you've loved us so selflessly, Jesus. I'm just praying and asking, Holy Spirit, would you continue to bring more and more unity into this church family, in this church family all across the, the city, the state, and the nation, uh, in Jesus' name. And it starts in each of our houses, God. And so would you come bring a revival on our homes? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys can take a seat. So the next one is church. If you are a church leader, okay, if you are a church leader, um, whether you serve in kids' ministry, maybe it's first impressions, maybe it's security team, maybe it's w whatever it looks like. If you feel like, man, you have, you just, you're a server and that's where you're at, and I'm just going to ask you, would you stand up and represent those? And we're going to pray for you that we would truly equip the saints for that. I'm going to ask Dan, would you pray? God, we just thank you, God, for... God, first, uh, allowing us to be in, uh, God, an amazing place, God, where you're honored, God. 
God, we ask you right now, Lord, that we will take the opportunity, Lord, God, to, uh, as we're in these four walls, God, that we'll seek after you, God, but as we leave these four walls, God, every day, God, as we're out and about, God, let us not flee from, God, the topic of, of religion or church, God, let us talk about it, God, let us talk with those that maybe see things differently, Lord, God, that, that, that uh, God, that we could influence those, God, around us inside of our body, God, God, and outside of our body, Lord. God, that you, you will allow us to influence those, God. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. Next one is education. If you are involved in education in any way, teacher, para, or um, maybe homeschool, whatever that is, would you stand up and be a representation for that? And, and real quick, I want to speak to you students. I mean this. Don't ever take it for granted where you're at. Do you realize I had somebody after first service come up to me and say, Matt, would you please mention, do you know as a student, you can literally change a teacher's life? Um, somebody said, hey, I'm a teacher, and I had a student come up and, and, and literally share the gospel with me, and I was blown away because they're walking in this. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Students, know who you are. Walk in it. You're not made for, for your popularity contest. You were made for him. And so just remember that as we speak this. I'm going to ask Emma Davis, would you pray over education? Lord, I just ask that your spirit would be poured out in these schools. I ask that these students would have a fire set in them and just be able to go out and share your word. And Lord, I ask that these teachers would come alongside of these students and disciple them and help them grow in you, Jesus. Lord, I ask that there would be flames um, just burning in the hearts of anyone who's even in the schools. Maybe if they're just coming to visit a school or no matter what it is, Lord, I just ask yeah. that your spirit would be poured out and that their Amen. hearts would be connected to you, Jesus. I just ask that um, any walls would be broken down, Jesus, in these schools, that yeah. um, you'd be able to move freely. We just ask that you would just come and meet with these teachers, Lord, and bless them for the work that they're doing. And I pray. Amen. Amen. If... Um, government, if you are a firefighter, police, or any government, if you just represent um, government. But I'm also going to ask, if you have a heart for politics, if you desire to see God move in that, and you're going, hey, I want to see how that, if that's you, I'm going to ask you to stand up. I don't know, is Willie Tucker in here? Ah. Father God, your word says to submit to governing authorities. For all authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. So, Father God, we know there's so much division today in politics, and we know there's so much doubt in who's in office and who's running for office. But, Father God, just give us the peace and the awareness to know who we can appoint to serve us. But more importantly, God, who you have appointed to express your joy and your word and your faithfulness and your promises, God, in every decision that is made. God, we just pray that it will bring us closer to your kingdom. And we pray for those who serve in the government, serve for the government, God, that you will bless them, you'll protect them, you'll give them wisdom, and you'll give them courage to execute not just the government's will, but most importantly, your will. Amen. So good. All right, um, we're going to keep going. You guys doing okay? Yeah, we're going to press in. So media, man, if, you, if you're in advertising or if you're in uh, marketing of any sorts or even videos, making videos, photography, those kind of things, I'm going to ask you to stand up and to be a represent, representative of that. And then I love, we have a few, but we have, so, you guys, think about how important this is. We have to begin to, to understand that we can be influencers of Christ and share a positive message. And uh, God's even been laying that on my heart lately. And so um, that's awesome. Would you pray? Yes. Thanks, Brooke. Lord, please help us in media, in marketing, in advertising. Spread the message of God through what we do. Not just use social media to to urge people to purchase certain things, like I do, <laughs> but to also influence them in Christianity. And business meetings, 
all these types of things don't have to be just about business. It can be about family. It can be about Christianity. There's just so much more to what we can do. And I pray that you help us all in, in serving you and in, in spreading the word. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, arts, entertainment, sports. Guys, if you're, a, if you're a coach in here, if, you are in the, um, if you're an artist of any kind, musician, um, entertainment, any of those things, would you stand? And we're going to pray for you. This is awesome. Kathy, would you pray for us? Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us gifts of talents and skills that can lighten the heart of someone that might be watching it. Lord, we ask that we never forget that it is to your glory that we are doing these things that you have placed upon our hearts, that you have given us these desires to be able to bring glory back to you, dear God. Help us keep it clean, keep it pure, and keep it only to honor you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. So this last one, I got to tell you guys this. This is so, so, so cool, okay? We don't, we don't gather here so that we can feel good about ourselves. Go home and keep it in, amen? We gather here to celebrate who God is, to press into him, to take his word, to be encouraged through the body of Christ to go and live out our kingdom identities. Come on, amen? amen. And so uh, I have to brag on Maddie. I told her I was going to do this, but this girl just amazes me. She shared with us, and Ryan alluded to it the other day, but she, she goes into her workplace, her business workplace, says, hey, uh, here's some, some, um, some 2020 New Year's resolutions. Um, Things are encouraged. They stir each other up. They decide to start a Bible study for their for um, their their workplace partner or people, and and she comes. She's like, "Matt, I'm so excited about this, but I have no idea what to do. This is going to be amazing." And so I share some some things with her and said, "Hey, here's a couple things to study, but you go for it." Man. She's encouraged, she's stirred because she wants the people around her that she does life with every single day to know Jesus. That's it. That's this. She brings one with, and the fears of our influences encourage them to Jesus. And so I have to say this, she brings one with, and they're, they're going, hey, I want to be baptized, by the way. And so this is a, the beauty of there she, I'm sorry, but listen to this. The, the reward of that is eternal. Like, that's the treasure we're storing up in heaven. The ones that we're burdened and passionate for were bold enough to share the gospel. I know it seems impossible. I know it seems like you have no idea my workplace and how broken it is. Look for the opportunity and remember, everywhere you go, shine Jesus. Shine him. Reflect his glory. And so, Lance, I know you're really big into, or, or sorry, talk to both of you guys. Um, uh, I, I'm going to ask Alan to pray for business. I'm going to ask Lance to, to cover. So I'm going to ask, Alan, will you pray for the business leaders? And so if you, if you represent a business, a workplace, for your workplace, would you stand up? It doesn't mean you have to own it. If you're just, you're just a representation for your business, and Alan's going to pray over that. Father God, we just we thank you that your uh, your love knows knows no walls, Lord, and that your presence is everywhere. Father, as we uh, get back into the business world, I just pray that we we invite you to come with us everywhere we go. We know that you go before us everywhere we go, but I just I pray that we invite you in every morning, Lord. Father, I pray that we seek you and that we find you in our workplace, and that Father, when the opportunity is there, you help us see that opportunity to be bold and to share the gospel with the person in front of us. Uh, as business leaders, Lord, I pray specifically for humility. Uh, Father, you gave me a word in a book a while back that said, true humility leaves a residue of Christ on the person you encountered. And I just pray, Lord, that everywhere we go, we leave that residue on others. In Jesus' name. Let me just ask you real quick. If you're stirred, if, you're just, if you just have a stirring, just like, man, you're encouraged today, would you raise your hand? And, and I, I don't mean this... Uh, nothing, no word. Listen, we are the body of Christ. Amen. And because we have a love affair with Jesus, we leave residue everywhere we go. I love that. 
That is so good. And so I'm going to ask Lance, would you come and I'm going to ask Lance to pray and commission us just as reliance um, what it looks like to begin to live this out. Church, I really mean this. Um, God is moving. Amen. Amen. We just want to be a part of what he's doing. <laughs> and so that, I just want to pray that. Would you pray that, Lance? Lord, we just come before you today. We're humbled by your presence. We're humbled by the fact that you choose to partner with us, that before we knew anything of you, you loved us first. We all have spheres of influence. We all have opportunity to go places where no one else can go. And God, in those ways, we pray that you would make it abundantly clear where your Holy Spirit is already working and show us specifically what we need to say, who we need to talk to, how we speak to these people, or if we say nothing and we just let your glory shine from our faces and reflect on the way that we live our life because we want to be your ambassadors, we want to be your partner. Lord, we, we know we're not worthy, but only by the blood of the Lamb are we worthy to yes. be your partner, and we thank you for that. But God, just the things that are happening inside these walls, inside of your church and churches around the city and around this nation, we want to see them break out everywhere. So Lord, we're just, we're just praying for revival. Lord, we're asking yeah. that you would reveal to us how we can partner with you. And the ways that we're getting in the way, make, make it clear so that we can stop those things. God, we just, we're, we're nothing without you and we're everything with you. We thank you. Um, we give you glory and honor for everything that you've given us. It is out of attitude of humility that we, that we worship you. Amen. Amen. In him we live, we move, and we exist. Come on, church. That's his word. And so, yeah, we're going to go forth. And so, and yeah, just go and behold Jesus. Behold Jesus this week. And everywhere you go, just, yeah, just, man, I, I, I can't do it again. I'll start preaching. I was going to say stink like Jesus, but the whole preference of this is, man, when when Mary came before the Lord and just sat at his feet, she literally wiped him with all the, her, her perfume. And in that moment, her and Jesus smelled just alike. Man, sit at the feet of Jesus, give your life to him, and go and just overflow the goodness of Christ. Amen? Amen. Therefore, church, go. We love you guys. Thank you for being such an amazing family. Thanks for listening today. If you want to find out how to get involved, go to reliancecommunity.org.